You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. All right, so listen, as we're as we're coming on, and we may, we may have some breaking news. Uh, seven banks just announced everything has a purpose. LSU DB uh, posted a picture of him, obviously in LSU gear. I don't know if that means that he's com- he's coming back or not. Um, kind of a I don't want to say cryptic tweet. Um, I don't really know what that means. You know, everything has a purpose. Keep fighting. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like a formal statement. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go ahead and ask. Let me go ahead and ask. All right, just gonna go ahead and ask. So let's monitor that. Um, just put out a feeler to see if that means that Mr. Banks is gonna be returning. Would be massive. If seven banks did return, if you don't know who seven is, 
He was the Ohio State transfer, uh, was a little banged up coming into camp, uh, then was able to play, and then, um, you know, and, you know, then just, uh, okay, that's not what that means. <laughs> All right, hold on. Just give me just a quick second. All right. I don't think that he's made his decision yet um, from what I've just told. So just making sure I uh, didn't know if that was some breaking news as we were coming on the air here, though. Um, but just wanted to make just wanted to make sure just wanted to make sure. But nevertheless, ah, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We do have a big show in store for you tonight. Man, I don't know if this is really Rufino's rants here. Um but if you missed it today, um, Mike Leach, the the Mississippi State head coach, uh, passed away, well, technically yesterday, passed away uh, in a Jackson hospital. Um, man, our, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are, are with him and his family, the Mississippi State um, fan base, everyone surrounding Mississippi State and Mike Leach. You know, Mike Leach had one of the best coaching carousels in college football's history. Guys like Josh Heupel, guys like Lincoln Riley. Um, nevertheless, Mike Leach, even though sometimes, you know, he could say some things that were crazy, that was just Mike Leach. And I say some things that are crazy. Um, but he was a pioneer, you know, named the nicknamed the Pirate. He was a pioneer of the sport, you, you know, um, I remember watching his style of offense when Hal Mummy was at Southeastern. was really the first time I got to see the air raid up close and personal. I remember Mike Leach doing a seminar at Southeastern Louisiana uh, and him being as, as funny and goofy um, inside the locker room as he was. He was always just him, you know. Um, so, nevertheless, Mike Leach, you were a national treasure and prayers for his family, which this Rafino's Ranch it will just spark me to say, um, man, I know that we get in our feelings a lot here, myself included, and definitely myself included, uh, but life is just way too short. Life is just way too short. And this is a sport that we love and adore. Um, so let's, you know, let's keep it with that. All right. Also, uh, LSU gets a commitment 6'5 or 6'4 tight end Jackson McGowan uh, commit, made his commitment today to LSU that gives him 24 commits. LSU sits in hovering around the top one of the top five classes in the country. Uh, look, I, I think LSU's in store for a lot of good news within the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, there are some things circling Denver Harris uh, that could as I guess as early really be tomorrow. I don't know how much I expect an announcement to be tomorrow. It could be, it could be, uh, I don't know that, but we will see. Um, also Javian Taviano is going to be committing on Thursday at, at noon central time. So we're going to be monitoring that as well. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the AYS message board, do so just do so. 
Like, I mean, there's no other way to put it. We put a lot of things in there. We talked about bring me Aaron Anderson. Bring me Aaron Anderson. And I think that, you know, LSU is going to do what they have to do to get there. We do have an LSU basketball game on right now. They're up nine, now 10 uh, against NC Central. Uh, or now nine, excuse me. I shouldn't have count that. I shouldn't have counted that free throw. Silly me, shouldn't have counted that free throw. But with eight, 18 minutes left, they're up nine. So we'll just monitor it. I mean, we're not going to talk about it. You know, we'll talk about it if something big happens. Um, but we'll just monitor the game. But we got a lot of football stuff that we have to get into. Uh, also, Wilson Alexander, the man with the best hair on the beat, joins us at 7.30. We'll ask him a lot of LSU football questions, maybe even dip our toe in asking him some LSU baseball questions as we're getting here the end of the football season, what he thinks for the upcoming year. Uh, also, Zach, we had some big news last night. We solidified um, one of... Our sponsors, our friends over at Playpool or Run Your Pool, uh, we're giving away $1,000 in a college football pick -em. You heard that right. So I just shared the link. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. For your chance, for your chance to win $1,000, all you have to do is sign up. It's free. And you pick the college football games, and if you're the winner and you compete to win, you have a chance um, to win $1,000. Aaron, uh, so go and do that. I just shared the link. It's right here. It's all over our socials. So go sign up. We're looking to get over 300 people in this thing. So 300 people need to sign up, okay? And it'll be fun. You could play against us. Uh, play against me. You can tell me how bad of a picks I have and stuff like that. So go ahead. Go to that link. Play.runyourpool.com slash are you serious. Um, it'll be fun, man. It'll be really fun. $1,000 is a lot of money. So sign up. It's free. Sign up and it's free. Uh, what what it, what it, What is Edward O talking about? Aaron Miller says seven bakes looks to be coming back. That's not what that means. Uh, I can confirm right now. That that is not that's not what that that tweet means. Um, Dylan Allen also says Salance heard officially a five star on all three and is the number fifteen recruit in the country. He deserves it. He says I'm out, but I got one question for Purdue. What you gonna do when the nuts bus one runs wild on you? We'll see you, buddy. Have a good night. Jason Brumfield says the LSU fan base has been divided all season. After hearing this news, all difference in opinion aside, hug your kids, your wives and husbands. I want nothing but the best for everyone. That's true, man. That's true. That, you know, that's, that's so true, man. I mean, we, we live in a world and playing a game that really just, you know, I, I mean, guys, I mean, this man lost his life, and he was relatively young, 61 years old. I mean, guys, that, that means I've, I've lived halfway through my life, and a lot of you as well. So, I mean, he's he was way too young. He he was way too young. Uh, Dylan Dor Darbone, Darbone, I hope I'm saying your last, night, uh, last name right, bud, but he says, hashtag Ask Blake. Haven't heard your thoughts on the Wake Forest DB, Gavin Holmes, who is in the portal. Look, I think LSU, um, 
I'm not saying they won't get Gavin Holmes. What I am saying is I think that LSU is locked in on a specific, on some specific DBs, and majority of them will be coming from high school. Now, that's not to say that they won't go and get somebody from the portal, you know, like a Denver Harris, you know, even, you know, by now you pretty much all know what's happening tomorrow with that. Um, but nevertheless, I think that they're going to try to close with Jamie and Taviano, and I think they're trying to close with Desmond Ricks. And if you're able to get those two young men, which it's of my opinion, you do everything you can to get those two young men. You go and get an Aaron Anderson. Guys, you're retooling. And that was really my Rafino's rant tonight. Again, I could have put it a part two. Is man, I, I think that we're I think we're getting to a situation where um I, I you know, like I don't want to be I don't want to say this. We're back. But I'm but but I'm getting pretty close, man. I mean, you just won the West. You're retooling. You have a lot of people returning. You know, here's another thing that I'm going to talk about here tonight is, uh, you know, God, Jane Daniels got, from what I understand, got a pretty decent grade in the NFL draft or for the NFL draft. Um, I got ripped alive last night by some people um, saying that I thought that he should return. Everybody's like, no, let him leave. Well, I, I don't I don't agree with you. I, I don't I, I don't agree with you. So um anyway. Uh Nathan East, you can put that comment up, Zach. Uh go subscribe to the message board. It's all in there. AYSSnetwork.com. Uh Lars says hashtag ask Blake, is LSU going after running backs in the portal? None that I've heard of as of right now. That, that but that could easily change. I mean, you got Trey Holly coming into the portal. You also I mean coming into the portal, coming in. You also have Caleb Jackson coming in, which it looks like some of those big Louisiana guys are, are locking it down. It looks like Justice Hill just hit a massive three for LSU to go up 12, so that's good, too. That's good, too. All right, we'll get into this Rafino's rants. We'll get into some recruiting. You can fire inside your questions. You have anything, ask us. It is a Tuesday, so hashtag ask Blake. Any questions, thoughts, concerns you have, hit us with it inside the chat. Zach will bring them up for us. That is hashtag AskBlake so we can get to as many of them as we can. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Bardo and Sons at BetOnline.ag. But before we do that, everybody stop, collaborate, and listen. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. Share to all of your social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, XM Radio, TuneIn app, rate, review, subscribe, where to ever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you doing that. All right, Zach, let's get to this first break. We return in one minute. Got a lot of LSU football recruiting and much more to talk about. We touch on it next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v-5-0 to receive your 50 percent off 
welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. Uh, Preston's always got to flex his show and mine, but he says no show tonight, but got to keep up the Tuesday night AYS love. Yeah. He only comes in here when he's supposed to have a show. <laughs> oh God. Brandon says, hashtag ask Blake cornerback, Tony Grimes from UNC. Is he a target? I, I think that he could be a target, but also if I'm not mistaken, he just went uh, on a visit to Texas A&M, I think that they're going to be heavily involved there as well. I, I, I look. Let me do, let me just say this. I, I really do believe. So to let's get this thing started. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Everybody hit the like and share. We'll get to as many comments as we can. Um, look, it is of my belief that LSU has who they want to go after in reference to the defensive back room. But guys, it is the biggest concern. I think that you got to do everything you can to lock in JV and Taviano, which I feel good there. I think that you got to do everything you can to lock in Desmond Ricks, which I will be honest, as of right now, I don't know how to feel at the current moment. Um, this has nothing to do with, you know, if he doesn't come here being a dog or not being a dog or being QB or CB1 or anything like that. You know, sometimes they're just, you know, things that you do and don't have to do. And LSU is going to have to pull out all of the stops, all of the marbles to be able to bring him in. You guys, you're facing Corey Raymond in this one. Your former DB coach, your former corner coach, you're going head-to-head. Robert Steeples is going head-to-head against Corey Raymond. He's not only going head-to-head against Corey Raymond, he's also going head-to-head against Nick Saban, which then, then in turn is going to have to bring Brian Kelly in this because they're going to have to all bring this in and battle it out. For a five-star corner, the number one corner in the country, Desmond Ricks. But nevertheless, LSU has to. And I, I, when I mean has to, guys, you can't at some point, you're going to have to start building your roster with high school players, especially at that position. You can't use this patchwork every single year. If Seven Banks uh, does return, if he does return, okay, then... That would be a massive get for him to come back. He was injured all last year, was injured at Ohio State. He might have to knock some rust off. Had a very bad situation where they called a targeting call on him where he was, you know, I don't want to say in bad shape, but, I mean, look, you you all saw the hit. But I think having a, a veteran presence in that room at corner can help guys like JV and Taviano, can help guys – uh, like a Desmond Ricks if you get them, and help all the other younger guys as well. Because the truth be told, when you had a guy like Jared Bernard Converse, he helped all of those younger guys that were in that room. 
and really and truthfully what LSU is trying to accomplish and what I feel that they are going to accomplish now that you don't have now you're not limited to this 25 scholarship limit you're able to go and get more than 25 scholarship kids from high school which I think that they're gonna do I think that they need to do when's the last time when is the last time that LSU signed two tight ends in a class when, and really and truthfully, when I don't want to say that they shouldn't because it's a massive need, but really and truthfully, that position is not one that's seen a lot of focus here. Now, Jackson McGowan, a three-star tight end who was committed to Cincinnati, committed to Mike Denbrock. Uh, when Mike Denbrock was the OC there, Mike Denbrock was able to flip him from Cincinnati to LSU. You have Mark McAway that is also committed. You're able to give guys a chance and you're not limited to be able to get yourself back to that 85. So the biggest thing here for me is, is that the teams that have the most success, the teams that are able to get back on track the quickest, like an LSU did a year ago winning the West, is those teams that can be and get back to the 85 as quickly as possible. Guys, it's no, it's no, there's no stone unturned. There's no magic formula for what you need and winning the SEC. You know why Georgia's been so dominant? You know why Alabama was so dominant? Is because they could rotate guys in and out. If you could have a five-star defensive tackle, aka Deshaun Womack, which LSU is going to be getting. When you're able to do stuff like that and rotate guys in and out, and you can rotate six and seven and eight guys on the defensive line, and Jamar Kane is plugging in the is going to be plugging in the portal along that defensive line, and you can do that. That is where you start having the success. You know, a lot of talk has been been about Denver Harris, but what if you know there is another player that maybe does hit the portal? Uh, 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 from Texas A&M. Do you look at them if they have Louisiana ties? You need DBs. You need linebackers. You need interior defensive line. Really and truthfully, my concern at the current moment when it comes to replacing, recruiting, and replenishing does not necessarily transition on the offensive line. Now, or the offensive side of the ball, it's on the defensive side of the ball. Now, guys like Marcus Dumerville hit the portal last night when we got off the air. Derek Davis hit the portal last night. Guys that have been non-factors really at LSU. But you have five-star offensive linemen to Lance Hurt coming in. You're replenishing. You're replacing. You're doing good along the offense. You know, if you're able to get an Aaron Anderson, which, again, I will make it very well known to right here, right now, like I did all night last night and yesterday when he entered the portal, bring me Aaron Anderson. Guys, you're, you're – I mean – I know that we were deep last year offensively. We weren't this deep. We weren't. If you're able to get a guy like Aaron Anderson, got a Kayshawn Booty returning, got Kyle, uh, uh, um, what's the kid's name from Lovejoy? Uh, Kyle Parker coming in, Shelton Sampson coming in. Uh, you got Tyree Adams, which, by the way, the, the biggest Louisiana recruit that nobody talks about is Tyree Adams. Guys, they are really retooling. Uh, they are really re Jalen Brown, as, as Zach says, you're really retooling offensively in a very good light. Guys, you're, I'm telling you, 
You can call me crazy. Mark the episode down, Zachy. Mark episode 611 down. I'm telling you right now, LSU's on a path to being back and being dominant. And I, I have a feeling, it's just of my feeling, that Brian Kelly is going to do everything he can to sustain and build LSU. Longer the days where you have to work. Like, what's so wild about this, and, and really and truthfully, I covered I covered less in his last year when we started all this. Covering less in that last year in Ed Orgeron. Of those two coaches, Brian Kelly's the one that I worry about the least. People call me panicking. Oh, Blake. You know, a booster called me today. Oh, Blake. Oh, oh my God. And I'm like, calm your tits, bro. Now, I didn't tell him that. <laughs> calm your tits. LSU's going to be fine. You got some holes, though. You have some holes. And, and truthfully, truthfully, just throwing this out there, is, is the SEC West a little open? Let me, let me ask this question. Is the SEC West a little open? Because Alabama, for what it's worth, they're losing some guys too now. And they're losing some key pieces. Now, you can say, well, Alabama has one bad year and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's true. Who they got returning at quarterback? You know, are they going to make changes on the offense and defensive side when it comes to coordinators? Now is the time for LSU to strike while the iron is hot. Build off of beating Alabama. And not only beating Alabama, but guys, beating Alabama with freshmen. You know, is Brian Kelly going to be the guy that sticks the knife in, in, in Saban's in Saban side and twists it? Is he going to be the guy? Because I will tell you this. I don't know what all these Notre Dame beat writers were talking about, about Brian Kelly not wanting to recruit and being a lazy recruiter. I, I, like, I have, I have no idea. Like, I, I, have, I, have, I have zero idea what they're talking about because ever since that man's been here, he's been pretty freaking good. The closer. You know, we're putting out a piece tomorrow um, on the message board Talking to a recruit, uh, you know, who who was at LSU this past weekend was like, dude, I, I mean, I, I've been on a visit with Nick Saban. I've been on a visit, you know, uh, to Miami. I've been on a visit to LSU. And Brian Kelly, I mean, he, he I mean, he's a smooth operator. I'm like, okay. Something that I didn't expect to hear. You got some holes you got to feel. Linebacker being the biggest. Linebacker being the biggest. Okay, but linebacker and D-line being the biggest and DB, really the entire defense you got to replace. And another thing, you got to do better on special teams. I, I will tell you this, you know, shout out to Frank Wilson if they're able to pull in Aaron Anderson and shout out to Brian Polian. Man, look, you, you had – our special teams were bad, but when, you're, when something's bad and you're able to go out and go out and fix it, that's a big deal. Aaron Anderson, God willing, and please, Jesus, please, sweet baby Jesus above, let that young man be healthy. Just let him stay healthy. Next, three, next two to three years, let Aaron Anderson stay healthy. Thank you. 
he fixes your return game, man. And really and truthfully, you're not going to be able to keep Aaron Anderson off the field while healthy. Because you're going to have to find ways to get him four or five touches offensively a game. You're, you're like, I, I get you talk about Kayshawn and all that kind of stuff. Th- and, and run the zone read, run the little RPO, throw it out there to Anderson because he is Tyreek. Now, here's the ultimate thing. Now, Jason stole my, my thunder on this last part. Put up Jason Brumfield's comment, um, the bottom one. Jason Brumfield says, Flint will get him right. Here, here's the thing. This is how I was going to end this segment and get to all your comments and questions. Guys, Jake Flint's going to have, you know, Jake Flint had probably the biggest and most massive season of any assistant coach under Brian Kelly, your strength and conditioning coordinator. Guys, what's going to happen when they're able to have a whole nother offseason and year with Jake Flint? And the season's not over. I, I, I still believe, you know, I, I, I really do still believe that LSU is focused on getting this 10th win. Now, I believe... Also, that you're going to have to start getting answers from men, young men. You know, like, to, what what does Jane Daniels do? Does Jane Daniels return? At some point, he's going to have to make a decision, and I think he's going to have to make it relatively quickly. And I mean that, but sooner rather than later, because you're going to have to let LSU know what you're doing. Now, it doesn't help hurt them in recruiting. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt them there, but it does, you know, it's in my opinion, you got to get ready. You know, does Jane Daniels return? I think there's going to be one of the biggest questions that you have within the next week, if not the next days, if not the next couple of hours. I mean, I don't know when he's going to make that announcement, but you know, uh, look, I, 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 you guys know this. I mean, we're 611 episodes in right now. Okay. And we had 200 before we had to take the, the year long break. So we're about 800 episodes in and doing the podcast, 800 episodes in and covering LSU or or talking LSU football and sports in general. I talked, so if you've listened to me talk about this before, you know that a lot of my background came and having uh, having friends and having people that I know that are scouts either in the NFL or GM front office guys. It's the world that I come from. But let me, let me just tell you this. I asked a couple of them about Jaden Daniels the other day, and they told me, Blake, he, he went from undrafted to if he fell to the fifth round not right now, we would take him. The ultimate question becomes, does Jaden Daniels, Daniels believe that he can be better than a fifth-round pick if he comes back and gets groomed by Joe Sloan and Brian Kelly next year? That, that's it. That is the number one thing. There's, in my opinion, there's not enough NIL money, whatever in the Rudy Poo you want to talk about it. Does he want, because now you're talking about generational wealth. If he, go, if he pulls the burrow in the sense of coming back another year, trying to establish himself even more and doing things at a better level, Jane Daniels gives you the ability to take it to the next level. Run it back. Start the hashtag. Hell, put Wilson. No, no, don't put Wilson Alexander in. My man just got engaged. I don't want him his phone ringing all night on Twitter. But do this. Do this for me. Go on Twitter and hashtag run it back. Me and for Jane Daniels. Hashtag run it back. Because I'm telling you, as much as I told you last year, with with him being the quarterback, the LSU had a chance to win the West and, and be eight and four, nine and three, and they're being in that tier. I think you I, I think you can be even better when he, if he returns next year. It's just my opinion. All right. 
Let's do this. Let's. I didn't get your comments, so I'll get to them after Wilson Alexander. Somebody said, please leave. Who? <laughs> I can't leave. I'm the host. <laughs> All right, but let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at Wham Electric. Guys, I got to tell you, look, there's a bad storm coming here in the next couple, or really next couple of hours. If you have an issue, generator, electrical, residential, they can handle it. Wham Electric is licensed and <laughs> licensed electrical contractors. Give them a call today at 985-241-8051 and let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. 45 seconds. Wilson Alexander joins us next. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. We're back! My man! My man did the deed this weekend. Wilson Alexander got engaged. Brody, congratulations. Thank you, Blake. I appreciate it. Uh, you and everybody else who has uh, reached out to us has been, has been incredibly kind. We're overwhelmed by the amount of uh, love and congratulations that we've received from everyone. Uh, it's been it's been fun to, to enjoy that piece of it as well. And just thank you again. Well, I, well, you're welcome. But I, I got to say, you were looking dapper. The hair was looking good. I, I mean, buddy, you went all out. Like, was the camera person, were they hanging out in the bushes? Tell us a little bit. Like, how did you how did you pull this off? Was it a surprise? Tell us about it. Somewhat of a surprise. <laughs> uh, my fiance, Elise, she kind of knew this was coming. And I think as we had sort of, Told her we were going one place, and as soon as we weren't going in that direction, she knew something was up. Um, I think she's kind of expected it all week. But yeah, we had our <laughs> photographer at the uh, the Advocate, uh, Hillary Shinek, was hiding over there for us. And okay, really did a fantastic job. If anybody needs pictures for anything, contact Hillary. I highly recommend it. Yeah, she's she really great. good, and um, she got some some gorgeous pictures for us. And yeah, got down on a knee and asked the question and. Um, we, she said yes, which was great. And, uh, yeah, so we're, uh, going to start planning a wedding pretty soon, which is wild to think about. Uh, let me just tell you this friend to friend. Yes, ma'am. As someone who's been married, you know, coming up on five years. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes. I will take out the dress, honey. That's all you, that's all you say from here on out. That, that is your life. All right. Wilson Alexander from the advocate joining us. Wilson, I, Look, there's a lot of buzz around LSU right now. Obviously, there's some guys in the portal that they're after. Obviously, it's going to be big in recruiting. I, I don't want to put you on the spot here in reference to asking this question, but, man, I, I got to tell you, the energy just feels different. Like, I f you can feel that – you could see what Brian Kelly's building now. You know, Aaron Anderson goes into the transfer portal, the five-star wide receiver from Edna Carr. I don't know how you feel, but I just kind of feel like, man, things are really even even 
Wilson, a team that won the SEC West, it really feels like things are changing for Brian Kelly. Do you get that vibe with everything going on right now? I suppose I, I just I feel like there's certainly a different vibe from where we were even like three months ago, um, this time last year. They're able to be so much more selective and measured in the when they're looking in the portal. Uh, there's certainly tons of positive momentum, and that's kind of what you're referring to. Um, you've been able to feel that, I think, kind of building for a while now. I mean, the fact mm. that when they beat Ole Miss and then knocked off Alabama in particular, and, and then when the West, it felt like, okay, um, this. I think there's a lot of people who think that, that this program is heading in the right direction, just from a public uh, sort of public forum perspective, you know, kind of people believing in what they're building. and. Um, We'll see kind of how things turn out in the portal, um, but this class seems like it's going to finish strong as well, and that's a huge, huge piece of this. To one of the big questions when Kelly got here is, can he recruit in the SEC? Um, it looks like so far he's been able to do so, especially if they can finish off with Tobiano and Desmond Ricks. Um, if they can get both of them, that would be massive wins, and then pick up some other guys in the portal, maybe Aaron Anderson, maybe somebody else. Um, that would be a, a big uh, step forward for this team as they head into 2023. My son just broke into my uh, and to our studio. All right, tell Mr. Wilson, hey, say, hey, Mr. Wilson. Hey, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Hi, right. nice to meet you. All right, uh, go go play. Daddy's almost done. Okay, go to see you. Uh, we do have a funny thing right here from our our our, our, our big uh, Jake Cole. He says, "Wilson, as a great Mike Leach would say, just elope." I think he's right there. I think he's right. Um, getting back to on the field. Do you have a feeling on Jane Daniels, like which way this might be swinging? There's a lot of people thinking he should go. A lot of people thinking that he should come back. How do you feel on Jane Daniels' return or or go to the NFL draft? Yeah, I mean, I see sort of why he might be thinking one way, like either way. Um, the things that I've heard over the last, really as recently as maybe late last week was I, I felt pretty good about saying that he could be coming back. Um, I don't know if that's changed, and I, and I don't know everything. I don't know what's going through his head. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll have to kind of wait and see uh, what he decides to do. Um, something important to to remember is that um, he doesn't have to decide between now and the bowl game if he doesn't want to. Um, the, you know, the deadline to declare is a couple weeks really after the Citrus Bowl, um, and that also sort of coincides with pretty close to the end of that first window here for the transfer portal entry. And so some of this could end up getting decided after the bowl game. Um, Brian Kelly, you know, of course, last time he talk, was was available to, to speak to the media, he talked about, Brian, uh, you know, having Jaden practicing for the bowl game. And we'll talk to Brian Kelly again, I think, later this week and yep. get more of an update then. Um, but, you know, yeah, like I heard you, you before I came on saying how, you know, Jaden could benefit a lot from coming back if he were to have another year like he did this season. And especially the second half of the year, really between that stretch from Florida to Alabama, if you sort of spread that out over an entire season, then he's probably more in the conversation for second to third round pick than fourth or fifth. And it all kind of boils down to what he views and what he wants uh, out of out from himself. And so, uh, well, we don't know yet. And I think everybody obviously is waiting to find out. But um, I, I, I would, based on what I heard, I, I feel like there's a good chance that he comes back, but we just don't know for certain yet. Would be massive either way. And, and look, in this world, Wilson, we're so inclined now to guys opting out of bowl games and not playing and, enter, you know, either hitting the portal or, or going to the draft that it's kind of a rarity, I guess, guys playing in bowl games, right? I mean, like, or even giving it a shot and looking like he might. Uh, 
Wilson, are you surprised that LSU sits where they're at in the portal? I, I'm not saying that, that, you know, that some of these guys that they're, they are entering the portal aren't really good players, but they weren't key contributors. I, I, I'll be a little honest. A lot of teams, like even Georgia a season ago and Alabama, have suffered from starters hitting the portal. Are you a little surprised that LSU has hung on so so far, not having a, a big player maybe enter the portal yet? Not too surprised, based on everything I heard sort of before the portal opened and sort of in those early days last week was that LSU would have around this number um, of guys enter. And, you know, we could still see a few more, but else that whoever entered would be not your frontline starters, guys who right. were a little bit further down the roster. And that's what we've seen to this point. Um, you know, there's still a long way to go with the transfer portal windows <laughs> open and guys might decide to, to hop in there. Um, but every, it, 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 like you've said, everybody has kind of been – uh, reserves, um, some backups who got a good bit of playing time, even though he only had a couple of catches. Cole Taylor played a good bit this year when LSU would use two mm -hmm. tight ends. Um, and obviously Jack Besh didn't have the season that everybody thought, but he was still fifth, fourth receiver at times. Um, and of course, there was those moments on special teams that he was contributing there earlier in the season as well. And so, um, you know, they've had a, a couple of, of uh, players who were certainly contributors this year, but nobody who you were shocked by going in at this point. All Everything we heard was, okay, it'll be guys that were backups, especially older backups who are, might be getting passed over by younger guys. You're seeing that on the offensive line with Cam Wire and Marcus Dumerville in the portal. That makes perfect sense for both of them because they don't have a ton of eligibility left. They're entering the back half of their career, Cam in particular, and they're not going to be starters, and they might not even be the second-string guys heading into next season with who else he was bringing in. I feel like Cam Wire's been in LSU since like 1974. I mean, if I'm, being, I mean, it just felt like I'm like God, dog. How many more years does Cam Wire uh, have? But I think you know, with COVID and a red shirt, I mean, obviously, you 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 have some years here. Wilson Alexander from the Advocate joining us. Wilson, uh, I, my biggest concern has been, and I know that we talked about getting Desmond Ricks or Taviano. You know, there's some things maybe with Denver Harris looming. Who who knows? But. My biggest concern has not been offensively. It's all been really defensively when you look. I think LSU needs interior defensive line help, you know, linebacker help, and obviously DB help. Is it crazy to say that the biggest needs are just the defense? Because you have a lot of great offensive pieces possibly returning. It's not crazy at all. When you mentioned the defensive line in particular, the defensive, I thought the interior played really well this year. They did. I mean, Makai Wingo was voted a third-team AP All-American the other day. And he had a fantastic year filling in really kind of on somewhat short notice for Mason Smith going down. Well, Makai Wingo played 777 snaps on the defensive line this year. Oh, that was more wow. than anybody in the Division I football, FCS and FBS combined. And then Jacqueline Roy was sixth in the FBS in terms of snaps on the defensive line. It's all according to pro football focus who charts this kind of thing. They were playing a ton. And that's a position that you typically rotate it. Now, you see a lot of the top teams in the country rotating defensive tackles out in and out a good bit because you wear down. It's physically hard to maintain. And Makai and Jeff Jacqueline Roy did a great job uh, of, you know, playing a lot of football there in the middle. The staff on the, you know, also needs to deserve a lot of credit. Jake Flint and Matt Frakes and the rest of the athletic training staff deserve a lot of credit for keeping them able, you know, healthy and able to withstand all that. But you got to get some interior help on the defensive line, even if it's not a starter, just to give those guys some relief. Um, especially if uh, Jacqueline Roy leaves for the NFL. Um, you know, Mason's coming back, but it'll be off in ACL. They need help there. Edge rusher with DJ going at, uh, to the league and, 
Uh, even Desmond Little, you know, the fact that he's transferring that you don't have this, another option there other than Xavier Carter is the only uh, person in that position who's returning uh, as we, that we know, you know, as of right now and all that. And so um, they need they need help there. And then, of course, at cornerback, I think it's probably the biggest needed of all of them. Um, you got to reload once again at cornerback, just like you had to last year through the portal. And while they like the freshmen who are coming in, especially they can get Tobiano and Ricks, they need some guys to kind of bridge the gap for a year. Yeah, and Wilson, I know Brian. You know Brian or BK has talked about this. I think it's driving him crazy. You know what? He, I think he called it. You know the band aid. I'm just putting a band aid on, and we just got to get high school guys in here. I, I, I mean, I, I hate to say that they here we go again, and you got to do it all over again. But <laughs> I, I mean, what is I, what is LSU? I think they have currently right now on scholarship what four guys in the bowl game at, at corner, if I'm not mistaken, like Welsh and. And, and, and some other guys. I mean, they're they are desperately thin at corner. Yeah, I guess it would be uh, off the top of my head. Let's see: Terrence Welch, Dalen Davis, Robinson. Um, we don't know if Makai Garner is playing in the bowl game or not. He hasn't even sort of come out and said that he's going pro. But we, I mean, we know that he is, and um, he's you know going for the East West Shrine Bowl and all that. He'd have to back out of that game and reverse course here um, to come back. And so we don't know if he is playing in this bowl game. Um, so it's easy with Jark in our converse. Uh, Jay Ward could play corner. Um, he'll be That's in the right. bowl game, even though he's declared for the draft. But yeah, it's it's four um, or so uh, scholarship guys for the bowl. They're also thin at receiver going into the bowl game as well. And all this stuff is going to be reinforced once those, those freshman class and the transfers come in. But yeah, for the bowl game, they're thin in a few spots. Yeah, that it reminds me of 2018. Who was the uh, receiver? Was it Manny Netherly? who had to go play DB against UCF. <laughs> oh, gosh, I wasn't covering the team yet then, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Manny Netherly that had in 2018 had to come in and, and su literally switch. He had like three days to prepare uh, to play corner against UCF. And Josh Heupel was the head coach, believe it or not, uh, that game. All right, Wilson, I do want to transition to you right quickly as we get you out of here. Man, how good is this LSU baseball team going to be? I mean, look, as LSU's up 67-53 right now, like, <laughs> I'm kind of getting a little excited for baseball here as, as we're getting really close. I think they're going to be damn good, don't you? Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, talking to some, like Jay Johnson like a while ago, um, I mean, this was, gosh, back in October, he was excited about what this team was shaping into. That was They were still in fall practice at the time. Um they are, they've got a lot of, just like you would kind of expect from a Jay Johnson team, so many offensive weapons. I mean, Tommy Tanks, Dylan Cruz in year three. I I think every LSU fan should just be excited to go to the ballpark this spring just to go and watch Dylan Cruz before he leaves, um, you know, and, go, and turns pro and is possibly 1-1 in the draft. I mean, he is really good and somebody who's, I'd be shocked if he doesn't make the lead the kind of power he has to all fields. It's been incredible to watch it's kind of like watching Burrow his senior year. Dylan's probably going to be kind of like that, where it's like you just want to go and see it to say that you saw it. But they've got so they're so deep on the offensive side. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see. Just you know, the pitching's got to prove itself, just because it's a lot of new faces. But um, this could be a very good, very very good baseball team this year. And we'll kind of you know see it, particularly as we get deeper into spring practice, how things are shaping up. Uh, outside of Tommy Tanks, who would be your newcomer of the year? Like the guy that you want to watch the most? Is there anybody that like you're focused on? Or my mine honestly is Gavin Gidry. Look, if Jordan Thompson does get moved to third, you know Jace talked about that a little bit in some of those scrimmages. Him, but I, I, I mean, 
there's just so many to look at. Who is there anybody you're watching out for? Yeah, Gidry's interesting. Um, I don't know. I haven't like turned my attention to baseball too much yet. Me, me uh, neither. I just went down the roster I've been, today. I'm so absorbed in in, uh, <laughs> in football. Um, there's a yeah, obviously there's, I'm really interested in the pitchers. Um, the one from Vanderbilt, I'm curious to see just kind of what happens with him. Um, mm. And there's other names that are suddenly escaping me. Uh, baseball's not like my yeah, primary. Paul uh, beat, uh, I mean, Skeens, yeah, you. Paul Thank Skeens. I mean, Skeens. Thank you. Yeah, Paul Skeens. Yeah. Really interested to see what happens with that. So, um, I'll have a better answer for you, I guess, in like a month. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, look, people don't realize how difficult it is is for us to trans, especially if you write or you talk about it. You know, football for seven months to transition, it gets pretty difficult. All right, Wilson. Thank you so much, man. Uh, congratulations again on the engagement, uh, and we'll see you again soon, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Blake, and appreciate y'all having me. All right, that's Wilson Alexander uh, from The Advocate joining us. Always fantastic. Um, yeah, Paul from Air Force, man. Paul Skeen's a, a, a dude. Uh, Dillwad says, yeah, you're right, it was Manny Netherly. Do you, producer Zach Poo, y'all remember that game? Manny Netherly out there, DB, oh, trying to lock it down. <laughs> Good. <laughs> hey, you know what's so wild? You know that he was the poster child of what things look bad um in the portal do y'all know like you know like ross dellinger did that whole piece on him in reference to um manny netherly being working for ups and just like not hit, having any other options or teams which is so wild man i mean that kid i, I which is so wild because i talked to a southeastern coach and they said that they offered him and he didn't want to come play there well it sounds like you just didn't want to play football young man you know Sounds like you didn't want to play football. All right. Last break of the night. Let's talk about 45 seconds. Our good friend Carol Foster return. I'm going to answer all your questions. Fire them inside the chat right now. Hashtag Ask Blake. We round up the show with that. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Alton Smith tells me to stop it. I think it, he's telling me to stop it. What do I need to stop? As LSU's up 67 to six, uh, 67-57, two minutes left to go in this basketball game. They're looking pretty good. Looks like they might close this one out. Uh, Brandon Reese says, hashtag Ask Blake, in your lifetime, which MLB team would you compare LSU baseball to? I used to hear fans compare them to the Yankees. I think that that's a good one. I mean, especially if they're going to be that good on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe that 96 Yankees team that, uh, what was it? The 96 uh, Yankees baseball team. Uh, I mean, Jeter was the worst hitter and hit 300, you know? <laughs> I mean, they've had some good teams. Uh, Dillawad says, I work with one of his uncles. He'd kill me if I got that wrong. Are you talking about uh, Netherly? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Mark Spell says, hashtag ask like, what's your draft grade on Jaqueline Roy? You know, really and truthfully, and I don't, I don't mean this in a wrong way. Like I, like I really, really, really don't. I, I think Jaquelin Roy is one of those players again that I think is going to have to return. 
I wouldn't be shocked if he would be, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he, because of his athleticism, ended up in the fourth round. But I would put him around the fifth or sixth round is what, uh, you know, just because, look, he, he, he didn't have a lot of production. But here's a question. And as Wilson Alexander alluded to this right now, he was sixth in the country in snaps. Sixth in the country in snaps. Now, I did that on Makai Wingo. That's 60 plays a game. So if Makai Wingo played 777 snaps at LSU, and that and that's with that's with having games where he's able to go out against like Southern and New Mexico and Rudy Rudy Pooh State, and you know like that that's a lot of snaps. It's a it's of my opinion that Jaquelin and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like there's nothing wrong with telling a guy that he needs to come back for another year. You know, like I remember the conversation and maybe I shouldn't say this. Um, I, I, how about this? I won't say the name. I will tell you the position. I had a conversation, I had a, about an hour and a half and two hour conversation with an LSU defensive lineman that should have been returning to 20, that after the 2018 season should have returned for 2019. And he did. And we were selling the phone, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. And I just told him, like, man, look, if you're – and, you know, I, I had somebody tell me the draft grade that he would get, and I told him about it, and I walked him through what they told me. And basically, I, they, you know, I just told him, like, look, if you come back, you work hard, you, you know, you do a lot of things that they think that you could be a third-round pick. And with that being said, he comes back, he's a third-round pick, and the rest is history. Rest is history. Uh, as it looks like, guys, LSU just won the game 67-57. Uh, so, shout out to the Tigers. Matt McMahon, 9-1. and one. Mm. 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 Hey, what a thought. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Jess has asked, like, does Emory have another year of eligibility due to COVID? Yes. He also has another year of eligibility. Technically... Technically, John Emery has two years left of eligibility. The redshirt year that he took and the COVID year. So, <laughs> shit. That's a long time. I don't think he lasts that long. I don't think it lasts that long. Spectrum Welfare says Benny Logan. No, it was not Benny Logan. Uh, Van Bennett says, hashtag ask Blake, have you heard anything about a potential center? No, I haven't. Um... I know LSU has done some of their due diligence on a couple of guys in the portal. Uh, I don't know how that's trending, though, right now, uh, as that's been a little bit quiet on that end. Uh, but, look, you will have more than likely, um, you know, which will be interesting. Does Marlon Martinez stick around? You know, what does Charles Turner do? And then you have Fitzgerald West. So I think – you know, look, I, I've been high on this young man. I think Fitzgerald West is a, is going to be a really good center, but you can you can always use another center. You can all you, you can always use another center. But this offensive line next year is going to be really interesting because you have your entire you more than likely going to have your entire offensive line returning, and you're going to have probably a pretty solid two deep. You know, what does the Lance Hurd, the five star offensive tackle from Neville, do? What does he become? Does he start at right tackle and you're able to kick Emory Jones on the inside? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. 
you know, what do you do with Anthony Bradford? If he, if the big mauler returns, can he have another year where he gets a lot better? You know, there, there's a Cohen kid from Alabama. Does LSU try to get in the mix, you know, get in the mix there? You got Charles Turner returning, who I thought had a had an okay year. Not great, but had a pretty decent year. I'd say maybe a little b- above average. Uh, Miles Frazier struggled at times, but got a lot better, and we all know about Will, Cam- Will Campbell. So, um... With that all being said, I, it's it's of my belief that guys, you're getting a lot better on the offensive line, and then you now, because look, you, you you're you're starting to get into a little bit more of this offseason with a guy like Jake Flint you, and a guy like Brian Kelly. Can they get better on the whiteboard? And what do I mean by whiteboard? You know, obviously, if you never play the game, I'm talking about like legitimately what these guys know. And I, I I'm gonna actually start doing this. Let me grab this. You know, what LSU struggled. With a lot last year. I, I hope that you guys are able to see this. Can y'all see this? I mean, is it not too white? I mean, it might be a little too white. Maybe if I back it up, you could see it. Pooh, Zach, can y'all see that? Y'all could see it? So, look. What LSU struggled with a lot, and I'm just going to break a little bit of this down. Let's just say you have an end. Let's go four-man front. Let's say you have a nose. You have a three-tick, and you have an end. You have a backer. You have a backer. So, in this zone blocking scheme, LSU did a really good job a lot of times on getting the double teams to the back the backside. They were just always getting beat on at least one place. So, you know, look. So, basically, and I'll just break this down a little bit, and it's kind of, you know, look, LSU, like if you have Will Campbell right here, and if you're on the radio and you can't see this, I'm sorry. LSU is really athletic in getting to the second level. Okay, in these zone blocking schemes, Charles Turner working up on this nose or, or this one tech to get to the backside, and then you obviously having the mauler like a like an Emory Jones who is at right tackle. I'm backwards, so bear with me. Emory Jones and Mason Taylor working this in to get to the backer, and then you had the guard and Anthony Bradford taking on the three technique. I, I mean, they did they did really good there. It was always. When, you, when they had misses, when LSU had misses along the offensive line, it would be like this defensive end that was crashing inside right here, and then May, and then Emory Jones just had no idea what to do. Like, he's just getting beat. A lot of things, what a lot of times got, teams would do, they would also slant to the wide side of the field, okay? And when you have teams slanting to the wide side of the field and a freshman like Emory Jones or Will Campbell not seeing that a lot, you know, it just it just didn't always bode well for them. It just didn't always bode well for them. So we'll do some stuff like that. So I'm going to incorporate a little bit of this inside of, of our things. But that's zone blocking schemes. Right, guys? It's basically a zone. You what, So, if, for example, if you're running a 34 dive and the four hole is right here, you always step play side. So you would step left, and who's ever in that zone, you clap their ever-living cheeks. LSU got beat when an SEC team would show them things that they're not they're not used to. That's it. That's it. Uh, Ryan, we, we do have a big one. We just can't do it in the new studio. And we will do that in some of the side podcasts. Zach said, keep it kind of back. Okay. But look, again, 
Defensive linemen, and Georgia did this per- perfectly. They always would shift, and they'd always slant to the wide side of the field. That's what makes Georgia so good. It's what makes Georgia so freaking good. It's why they're elite. It's why they're elite. Uh, Dillawad says, surely we can get a sponsor with a Microsoft tablet that you can mirror to the stream and whiteboard. Yeah, we probably could. We probably could. Brandon Reese says, hashtag ask Blake, did you hear anything about Oklahoma and Texas might be joining the SEC in 2024 instead of 2025? What are your thoughts about that? Here's what I heard. I was told about, I don't know, Pooh, when did I tell you that? I don't think I told, I don't know if I told Pooh or not. I I, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I was t- I was told that they want the SEC wants <clears throat> Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC before the playoff starts, like the expanded playoff. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't. Pooh Bear says you don't tell me important things. You're right, I don't. I keep you. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I just didn't tell you what. You know, where's where's Dillawad's hashtag ass book? He asked to bring it up. So in in your conclusion, yeah, I think that they do want to get him in here. Um, I think they do want to get him in here, but I uh, we'll see. Dillawad, I don't see your uh, ass Blake. Guys, am I missing it? Help me out here. Oh, here it is. Uh, He says, hashtag ass Blake. We are all on a high from the season, but God and God forbid we lose the ball game. But will anyone talk about a collapse if they do? It's a good, good question. Or, or will we just be satisfied with the Bama win? Well, it's the ultimate question. Are you satisfied with just be, you know, beating Bama and having, you know, and I, I don't know necessarily do what, if it, is it technically a collapse prop maybe, but man, I mean, I don't want the bowl game. Like it would be three straight losses. You're right. And I, and I get that, but man, I, I just, you know, what happens if they win? You know, like, what happens if they win? I, I, I'm just, you know, I want them to win really bad. I want them to get to 10 wins. It's a really big feat to get to 10 wins. I, I think Purdue is ripe for the picking here in reference to they don't have their head coach. They just met their new coach today, which shout out to him. He gave a walk on a scholarship. His first act as the head coach. Um, but we've all been in this, we've all been in this situation, you know, look, I want 10 wins. I think they need to get to 10 wins. It feels more comfortable with 10 wins. It feels better for recruiting with 10 wins. The energy's better with 10 wins. I, I mean, do you, do you have to get there? No. Do you need to get there? Yes. Yes. But I think it's a fair, I think it's a really fair question. Um, I guess Brandon Reed says, if they want Oklahoma and Texas in here before the expanded playoff, which is in 24, then 23 would be uh, the year. No, what I mean is they want them in. So technically what I'm saying is, Brandon, if they come in here in 24, then they would be in here before the playoff started. Does that make sense? Right, guys, am I making sense with that? Like if they come for the 24 season and the playoffs in 24, then that would be the the first year that that they're in the league. So, 
Some people believe, Brandon, that they want them in here by July the 1st of 2024. Yep. Yep. Howard Jr. says we need this win. I agree. We need it. If you get it, is it backbreaking? No, not really. <laughs> no, not really. All right, let's get out of here. Guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Memphis Spence joins us at 730. Until then, we'll see y'all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well, then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Extra, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Extra, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com.